Good morning. It is time to get up on an enormous day in the NFL. We've been talking about it for a year. Today it happens. What does it mean for Lamar and Baltimore? Meanwhile, the G-men have huge decisions to make. Will they go on the offensive with their offensive stars? This could change everything. And then the quarterback carousel spinning so fast. The first big decision has to be made right now. We'll tell you what it is as we get up with you starting right now. Back and better than ever on a Tuesday. Good to be here. Good to have this man alongside. The offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum are officially open. Plus, Jeff Darlington's got all the insight for us from Florida. He's the MVP today. Teddy Bruschi is ready to roll this morning, and Marcus Spears will be along as well. We begin with this enormous day in the National Football League. It's the most expensive tag sale in the world. The franchise tag window is open, and so many big names are candidates to be tagged by their teams. None bigger than Lamar Jackson. The clock tick, tick, ticking on the Ravens to strike a deal with the former MVP. Baltimore has two weeks to either sign Jackson to a long-term deal or apply the franchise tag. And, of course, once they do that, if they do that, all bets are off. Let's find out what Jeff has first and foremost. Jeff, I was watching you here yesterday and um, uh, the Evening Sports Center last night talking about what your vision of this is if indeed the Ravens try and slap the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Well, Mike, uh, well, Greeny, it is a big deal what the Ravens ultimately do here with Lamar Jackson. Now, they could put on one of two tags, the exclusive or the non-exclusive. I do expect the Ravens to tag Lamar Jackson, but we need to be very clear about this. That does not mean necessarily that he will play on that tag in 2023. Instead, that is a stopgap to work toward a long-term extension. The other option there would be a tag and a trade to another team. But it, it, essentially, that tag would keep Lamar Jackson from hitting free agency starting March 15th. So this is certainly a scenario that the Ravens would like to have him back. They want him back. They will continue to work toward that negotiation. But they also have to decide which tag to put on him. And that, I'm sure, we can continue to talk about. To be clear, Jeff, they want him back, but they want him back under terms that clearly, through the actions that we have seen to this point, not consistent with what he wants, right? If they want him back That's and right, he Green wants East. to be there, but clearly they have not gotten to a place where both sides are happy with the money. And it's all about the guaranteed money, Greeny. He saw what Deshaun Watson got under his contract, and it was fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson has not wavered on that. If he can get to that guaranteed contract at the value that he wants it at, he's back with the Ravens. But right now, there is a clear difference between the team and the player. So, Mike Tannenbaum, before I get to Teddy here, you were a general manager in two different places for a long time. You've lived this life. There are people who will say there's no chance in the world, 0% chance, that Lamar Jackson will ever play for the Ravens on the franchise tag. What are you saying? 100% of the time, this time of the year, they will never play under the franchise tag. They are disrespected. It's awful. And 100% of the time, with maybe one exception, Le'Veon Bell, they will not miss a paycheck, Reed. You know why? I'll give you two million reasons per week why Lamar Jackson will not miss a paycheck. <laughs> so, the, the idea, uh, Tarlington is already shaking his head. You two guys are fighting all over ESPN <laughs> yesterday about all of this. Uh, look, no. I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is that sort of rare bird, uh, not to make a raven joke in this particular case, but <laughs> you never know if, 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 on principle, if he might wind up missing out on paychecks, which I agree with you. The overwhelming majority of the time, it doesn't happen. Teddy, what do you hearing on all this? 
Well, I, I understand what, what Mike T is talking about because you talk about those paychecks during the course of the year. And if it's non-exclusive, it's 45 million. And if it's exclusive, it's a, a no, non-exclusive. I mean, you got 45 or 32. And these are big checks we're talking about here. And yes, okay, you can play the game. You can play the game and, you know, okay, I'm not going to mandatory mini camp. I'm going to miss training camp. But when it comes around, when the money's on the table, I think the player ends up going back and playing and that's what Lamar would do. I'm, I'm very interested to see which tag it's going to be, fellas. Is it the non-exclusive or is it the or is it the exclusive? Because if Lamar can can go out there and get a deal from another team, why did Cleveland? Okay, why did the Cleveland Browns give Deshaun Watson everything he wanted and finally say, okay, we'll make it all guaranteed? Because they're desperate. Are there any desperate teams out there that would give up a couple first-round picks and give Lamar everything he wants? Absolutely. We're talking about the main position of desperation here, which is the quarterback position in the National Football League, and why wouldn't you want to give a 25, 26-year-old quarterback everything he wants so we can be with you the next four or five years? I think it would happen, so I think the kind of tag that they put on Lamar, that's what I'm looking to see. Let's make sure that all the fans understand what it is we're talking about because, you know, we live in a world where no one ever reads the terms and conditions before they sign up for an app, right? You just click. Yes, I've read the terms and conditions. But in this particular case, the minutia of it is incredibly significant. If they sign him to the non-exclusive tag, which is the less expensive tag that you just saw sitting up there, then other teams can come in and they can steal him, if you will. They can come in and they can just give the Ravens two first-round picks and boom, they can make a deal with Lamar Jackson and he's out of town if you go to the exclusive tag which would guarantee him infinitely more money you saw it up there on your screen 45 million dollars now that all of a sudden blocks all those teams from coming in that's exactly right Greeny and I think Teddy nailed it because so many teams need a quarterback at 32 million dollars a year when you talk to people around the league it's likely this is the year someone will sign him to an offer sheet let's say it's Atlanta with the eighth pick they sign him to an offer sheet presumably 230 million dollars guaranteed the Ravens either match and they keep them with that fully guaranteed deal, Greeny, or they get Atlanta's first-round pick this year and Atlanta's first-round pick next year. But the big risk, if I'm the Ravens, that I don't take is if I give him the exclusive tag at $45 million, the good news is he's a Raven. The bad news is it's $45 million on a one-year deal, and you don't have any long-term certainty. And now you're not stuck with him, but now you're literally overpaying for one year. So that's why I think the Ravens are in a tough, tough position because I do think this is the year someone goes after him if he's tagged at $32 million. Yes, and no one wins if you don't get a long-term contract signed in all of this. The team doesn't win, and generally speaking, the player doesn't win. And one of the things that is a factor here, I'm sure most of the fans have heard this brought up over the course of the last year or maybe longer, is that Lamar Jackson is doing this without a traditional agent. And we happen to have someone in this conversation who knows what that's like. Teddy, you were a player who made these kinds of deals. Maybe not exactly like this one, uh, but but made no. the handle the situation without an agent. How does that factor into all this? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot less money what I was dealing with here. Okay, a lot less money and really. Um, Having to deal with, I feel you, you have to be able to separate things and not take things personal, which can be hard to do. But this is a part of the negotiations where I absolutely you're coming from. You're talking from a, taking it from a guy that didn't have an agent that negotiated a couple contracts myself. But this is different. 
This is so complex. This is a possible trade. This is trying to talk to other teams. I mean, this is, this is money at astronomical rates. You need an agent. Lamar needs an agent, I think, to be that one that has to talk to multiple teams. And let me just say this. Um, this is what we're on the cusp of here, and this is why I believe a lot of players are rooting for Lamar Jackson to get this fully guaranteed contract because can you imagine the door this would open to a lot of players to say, all right, Deshaun got his, Lamar got his fully guaranteed, he had to fight for it. For, so now when these quarterbacks are coming up, they have every right to say fully guaranteed, not highest paid, but fully guaranteed throughout the course of the contract. I think there are so many people around the league that are in Bishotti's ear that are talking to everyone about how really this can't be done. But the players are saying, go Lamar, get fully guaranteed because this would be huge for players down the road. 100%. This is an inflection point in the league to whatever degree the fans care about that because one such deal is an outlier. Two of them is a trend. And the reality is that if Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and some of the other guys come in and say, we're doing this too, then all of a sudden that is for mm -hmm. a Pandora's box the owners will not be able to keep shut. The other interesting dynamic is Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts says to Philadelphia, I am not coming in without a fully guaranteed deal, he has massive leverage and he has one year to go. I totally agree with Teddy Greeny. This is a transformational offseason in terms of is it Deshaun Watson out here or does Burrow, mm, Herbert, yeah, Lamar, yeah. or Jalen join him? And, and that also leaves us, Jeff Darlington, in a place where there's a lot of external pressure. So when we, you know, all the other owners don't want Bashadi to do this and all the players, to That's Teddy's right. point, want Lamar to hang in there and eventually get it. So there, there's, there are so many factors at play here. But at the core of it all, Jeff, is one outstanding player and his future yes. with one team or maybe several others around the league. Jeff, go ahead. Not just one player, but one player who has proven throughout his career, even before he got to the NFL, that he is a man of principle who will not back down on his personal beliefs. To your point, this is a huge moment for the NFL because you could not have a player that's, that's per more perfect to represent the players and put his feet in the ground and say, I'm taking a guaranteed contract. And by the way, the idea of getting a non-exclusive tag on him, you think he's going to play for $32 million in 2023? No shot. I got a fancy Boca Raton dinner with Mike T on the line right now. He ain't playing on that non-exclusive tag. I'd be surprised if he even played and on the exclusive and tag. And since Jeff is paying for it, Teddy, Greedy, come on down. Yeah. I'll make the reservations. Oh, we're on our way to Mateo's, right? We got the yeah, chicken, okay. the big meatballs. <laughs> I'm, I'm in on all of this. Okay, so the bottom line, the bottom line done, Mike. Th th there is a lot at stake here, and it all begins today. Yes. We keep talking about, well, Lamar Jackson, what if he gets tagged, all that stuff. This has been a theoretical possibility for so long. Today is the day it could happen. So we will have the very late sign it all morning long. Meanwhile, speaking of my good friend, Mr. Tannenbaum here, I just want you all to feast your ears on Stephen A. yesterday with this assessment of our friend, Mr. T. I love Mike T. I love Mike T. And, I, like, and the man knows his football. This is the hilarious part about Mike Tannenbaum. When you want information, have you ever listened to somebody talk for so long and then find yourself saying, what the hell did he just say? I mean, did, do I, did I really get an answer to my question? Did I mean, I mean, Mike Tannenbaum is something special, man. He's something special. The CIA and the FBI, they should hire that brother. <laughs> <laughs> what? Darlington, that's killing you. Why, why, why is that so funny? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
What's that word you used the other day, Mike T? Prolificity? What was it? Proclivities. Proclivity. That's your training. What are you talking about? I'm Team Stephen A. Yeah, and Yo, and Teddy this is and why I negotiations can be so hard too. This is why negotiations can be so hard when you're talking about player GM contracts because you get off the phone and it's like, did he just say agree with me or did he not agree with me? Do we have a deal or not? <laughs> Yo, this whole segment is blasphemous. Mike, <laughs> Mike, that, that, that is the training of having been a general manager in the New York market. You have to say a lot of words and have them mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. No one does that better than our friend Mr. Tannenbaum. Speaking of which, the Jets are coming up in this hour as well because they have a huge quarterback dilemma. Do they chase Derek Carr now or do they wait on Aaron Rodgers later? Has he emerged from the darkness yet. We need an update on the quarterback carousel and we'll get it for you. Plus, the G-Men have huge decisions to make. Do they go on the offensive with their offensive stars? This could change everything. And the latest is next. It's Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. We are back on Get Up, and as we have been talking about, today is a huge day in the NFL. Franchise tag window 
opens. We talked about Lamar Jackson. Let's go next to the G-Men. The Giants are on the clock with their quarterback, Daniel Jones. As we showed you earlier, the non-exclusive tag for a quarterback is $32.4 million. The Giants have from now through March 7th to get a deal done. Jones, of course, led them to a winning season and a playoff win back in 2022 and a terrific year for him with massive improvement uh, under the new head coach there in New York. His QBR, his touchdown to interception ratio, just so much better than anything we had seen from him before. He also cut down on the turnovers after losing a league-high 20 fumbles over the first three years of his career. And let's let's just say it for what it is. Under Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones just looked like a new person, a, diff- a completely different player than what we had seen. The trajectory of his career has been completely shifted. So, Jeff Darlington, where does that leave us as we enter the franchise tag period here with Daniel Jones and the Giants? Well, Greeny, I spoke with my Giants sources, so let me give you the very latest here as it pertains to this franchise tag. My sources are telling me that they do want Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley both back with the team, and they would like to get both back without putting the tag on either one. So they're going to work toward long-term extensions between now and March 7th. And then as they get closer to that deadline, what they've got to figure out is, okay, are we close with Saquon? Is he going to take this deal? Are we close with Daniel? Is he going to take this deal? And they could then apply the tag to one or the other based on how far apart they are. So how close are they? Daniel Jones just changed agents. So my source tells me that basically they go back to square one with that negotiation. That doesn't mean that anything's going bad with the negotiation, but the Giants just basically say, okay, we'll start over there. With Saquon Barkley, I'm told that there still is a clear gap in what they want to pay him, what he wants. So we definitely have a lot of work to do, but I do not anticipate, at least today, that the Giants will apply that tag to either player. I I did see that the other day. I'm sure a lot of fans wonder, when you see that the the player has made a a change in agents at this exact moment, everyone has known for the longest time that this was coming, including, of course, Daniel Jones. And and you read into it, it cannot just be a coincidence. Right, Jeff? So the people that you talk to, what, what, if anything, do they read into the fact that he makes this change at this particular moment in time? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence, but I also would say that it's not necessarily meaning that the negotiations are going so bad that he felt like he needed to change. I understand that that would be the initial inclination. It's more like, okay, now we're getting into the heat of it. Now we're getting into the heart of it. And Jones basically just decided this is who I want to represent me in this moment. But to your point, it doesn't mean that things are so far off that they're not going to get done. Yeah, that that feels important to me. Again, I've been trying to make up my own mind in exactly what way it is significant. Teddy... You know, Daniel Jones, I saw you nodding as I was saying, you know, he looked like a different player. Like, would you be comfortable? It's one thing to commit to a player for a short period of time. It's another thing to say, okay, that's it, lock, stock, and barrel. He's my guy now after one, you know, much, much, much improved season. How would you view that situation if you were making the decision with Daniel Jones? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, the agent thinks something's up there, and Mm – and. I know what the Giants are trying to do and trying to say and, and what Daniel Jones's people are trying to say that this is this is no big deal about the agent change, but that, that makes me raise my eyebrows because I can't I can't assume that they just started doing this and then all of a sudden it's like, ah oh, no, I'd rather go with somebody else. This has been in the the works. I mean these quarterbacks and these agents, they talk even when it's illegal. 
okay? And, and they're just conversations. And numbers are thrown out there. So I just think something's up with the age and change. Okay, so having said that, back to Daniel Jones now. I mean, you're right. Dable turned him into something, okay? He's had one good year that you look at it and it's like, I mean, I really became a fan of Daniel Jones toward the end of this season, especially that playoff run, what he was doing, taking care of the football. I love the way Dable used his entire you know, toolbox of skills in terms of running the football, the called runs when he had to use them, and Daniel Jones, you know, taking advantage of that and rushing and making sure third down nines and third down and tens could still be converted with his legs. So, now you're telling me you're going to play hardball with us. All right, so if I'm the New York Giants, I'm going to say this is our number, man, and what do you think? And if it's not happening, I'm just slapping the tag on this guy and saying, you go ahead and prove it to us another year and we'll do it that way. Because that way, Darlington's right. You can still get both players, but definitely the quarterback first. If you're able to work with us and you know that here's the coach for you, okay? He got you right. We got a team that we're trying to build around you. Can we do this together? If not, slap the tag on him. What do you think, Mike T? Yeah, similar to what Teddy just said, I'm thinking two for the price of one here. So I may stretch a little bit on Daniel Jones, meaning it's $100 million for three years, and maybe I want the guaranteed money to be like 60 Maybe I go up a couple million because I know if I get Daniel Jones on a two- to three-year deal, Greeny, now I have the tag in my back pocket for Saquon, and I keep the group together for another year. And ideally, you want to tag the running back and pay him year to year at $10 million. And I like what's going on with Daniel Jones, but I don't love what's going on with Daniel Jones. He only won one division game through 15 touchdown passes. So he's still a work in progress. So if I'm the Giants, if I get that two to three year deal, I still have time to draft his replacement. Go ahead, Jeff. Maybe, maybe Green, this Daniel to me is what Jones, makes this. Maybe Daniel Jones switched agents so he could get a fully guaranteed contract. Huh. Huh. I mean, it, everything comes, all roots come back to that, Teddy. Those Go ahead, are the Jack. New words. Those are the new words, right? No, I'm not, I'm, no, no, no. That, that didn't happen. But, but this is what's interesting about this tool for the Giants right now. They can take that tag up until that March 7th deadline and kind of play it against each guy. They can say, okay, which one of you guys taking the deal? Because if you don't take the deal, you're getting the tag. So they can kind of, you know, carefully use that to kind of incentivize both guys to take the deal because knowing no player really wants to play under the tag, and ultimately, if you don't take the deal, you might get the tag. But there's another side to that, isn't there? Because they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. So if they get through the, right. the franchise tag period and they don't have a deal and then, then and they, don't have, they don't put the tag on him, then he becomes open to the highest bidder in two weeks after that, and every team in the league needs a quarterback. It's a massive mistake. So, Stephen A., if you're listening, it's a massive mistake, <laughs> unambiguously. And let me tell you this, there's not enough other quarterbacks out there, and if Daniel Jones does make it out there, he will do exceptionally well, not because he's a great player, because of the supply and demand. That's exactly right. And so we're up, coming up now. We're going to get yeah. to some of the other supply because there is an enormous amount of demand. Daniel Jones could be out there, probably not. Lamar Jackson, we will see. Let's get to the Jets here coming up next because Derek Carr has already been there. There was lunch. There was talk. <laughs> what exactly does it mean? And how does it impact Aaron Rodgers? Has he emerged from the darkness into the light? We have all your answers next. Get up on ESPN.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, what a day it is in the NFL as we continue on Get Up. Franchise tag window open, quarterback carousel spinning and almost out of control. Lamar Jackson, he is an unrestricted free agent. The franchise tag deadline is March 7th, so they have from today until then to figure this thing out. The exclusive tag would give the Ravens full rights to negotiate. Derek Carr, meanwhile, no longer a Raider. Visited with the Jets this weekend. Owner Woody Johnson has told ESPN the Jets' priority is bringing in a veteran quarterback. And then with Carr now in the mix, what are the Jets going to do about Aaron Rodgers? They and everyone else in the league are waiting on the four-time MVP. Yesterday on First Take, Stephen A. weighed in made it clear on what he thinks the Jets should do. You're telling me a franchise like the New York Jets, who have been the walking embodiment of futility, of purgatory, of atrocity, finally finds themselves relevant. And we're supposed to sit back and say, nah, just play the safe route. You got to give up assets to get Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to give up assets to get this dude who's never won a playoff game. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so, so okay, let, let's, let's dive into that. Here's the thing. This to me is less, well, Jeff Darlington, let me start with you, because this, if you're the Jets, yeah. nothing Stephen A. said is wrong. I mean, he says it with his typical bombast, but generally he's right. The Jets have the longest current streak of any team of not making the playoffs, and they haven't won the Super Bowl in well over 50 years. So, yes, I mean, the reality of the organization's history is the reality of it. 
To me, it's less about worrying about giving up uh, compensation for Rodgers than it is worrying that you just don't get him at all. This is a game of musical chairs, Jeff. This is this is the opposite of what musical chairs traditionally is. Musical chairs is usually there's eight people and there's seven chairs. You don't want to be left without a chair. In this case, there's like 15 chairs and only eight people. So the Jets don't want to be standing there with a chair and nobody sitting in it when it's over. That is the biggest concern here. Jeff, take it from there. This is the, the most fascinating one of all to me, because I would love to hear the conversations that are happening in Florham Park, because I know they are intense right now. Derek Carr visited, and everybody loved him. Everybody thought he was great, that he could really be successful with the Jets. The question here is, how long can you wait before pushing to sign Derek Carr on Aaron Rodgers to figure it out with the Green Bay Packers, because they are also equally intrigued by the idea of adding Rodgers. The timing is not working out great for the Jets. The only bit of good news, if you want to perceive it to be that, is that David Carr, Derek's brother, said that Derek wants to spend time with other teams as well. He wants to take his time. So that at least buys the Jets a little bit of time. The downside to that is, as we all know in sales, you want to close your guy before he leaves the building. You let him go visit, say, the Carolina Panthers. Guess what? He might sign with the Carolina Panthers. So this is very dangerous territory for the Jets, and they just got to hope that the timing works out. So, Mike Tannenbaum, again, you have played this game a million times as a GM. When I hear the meeting went very well, what should I take from that? 100% of the time, every free agent visit goes well because every agent wants – Every team to know that every team is interested. So, of course, the visit went well. But when you really look at the parallels here, like when we traded for Brett Favre, we had a good quarterback in Chad Pennington. We just felt we couldn't beat Teddy Bruschi's New England Patriots with what we had, and we went for it with Brett Favre. (laughs) No, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Noted. Okay. With that said, this is different, Greedy, because you're making a great point. The sense of urgency right now for the Jets is this. They have no alternative. We had a really good quarterback in Chad Pennington. They have nothing. So if it's Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, when you get a guy in the building, don't let him out because the alternative could be really bad. And if you're waiting on Aaron Rodgers, that's a really tough place to be if you're running your franchise because if he decides not to play, wants to play the West Coast, goes back to Green Bay, as you said, the game of musical chairs could be catastrophic because your alternatives are so there's there's so minimal. Yeah, when we were waiting for Aaron Rodgers to see the light, and only in his case do I mean that literally. I don't even is he still in a dark room? Does anyone know where he is? Can we get McAfee back from Hawaii to find out what's going on with Aaron? Teddy, how do you, as you sit there and watch all this, and I see that that Patriot smile on your face because I know nothing makes you guys happier than when the Jets look like they're in turmoil. What what do you make of the whole Rodgers? slash car situation. Yeah. yeah, in terms of waiting for Aaron Rodgers, uh, Greeny, Tannenbaum's right. I mean, what do the New York Jets want to be? And I think that's what they have to decide because you go ahead and you get Derek Carr, you'll be good. I mean, you'll be good, but there's a big three in the AFC. I mean, and eventually, possibly think of So the big three, you got Mahomes in Kansas City, you got Burrow in Cincinnati, and you've got Josh Allen in Buffalo. So through a playoff run, it is possible that you have to go through two of those teams. Two of those teams, if mm-hmm. you even get to the playoffs. Can Derek Carr do that? Can Derek Carr take you through the promised land and beat those quarterbacks and those teams? Is that what you want? Or maybe you're a Jet fan. I mean, is all you want the playoffs? 
is that all you want is to be competitive. And if that's what you want, go ahead and put all your chips in and go ahead and de get Derek Carr. But if you want a chance to win a championship, because I believe this is what it's all about. I mean, I know the New York Jet fans aren't used to competing for championships on a yearly basis here, but I, you would think you would want that. And that is the answer in, in, if you get Aaron Rodgers. And so I'm just saying I would wait and do everything I possibly could to get Aaron Rodgers because you got to also understand this about Derek Carr. You are going to the AFC East. Yeah. And the East means you're going to be playing outdoors if you play for the Jets. You're going to be going to New England, possibly. You'll definitely be going to Buffalo. You're playing outdoors. And this is Derek Carr, including the playoffs, in 40 degrees or below in outdoor stadiums. He's 1-9. All right, he's one and nine. His lone win, 2020 at the Jets. Oh, and six in 32 degrees or below. And you're gonna bring him to the East. You gotta think about all these things and not ju just about being competitive and making the playoffs. Can you make the playoffs and win a championship? I believe that's what Jet fans want. And with that, you're gonna get Aaron Rodgers. But Teddy, let me ask you a question. You're the GM of the Jets and you're waiting on Aaron Rodgers, right? And he comes out of darkness or whatever and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. What are you going to tell your head coach and owner? If it doesn't work out, well, what are we trying to do here? Do we want to bring a guy in here that just maybe we've got a chance or what are we truly trying to make an impact? That's what I'm trying to tell the owner here because we can bring a guy in here and hope and hope that we can maybe get lucky and beat one of these three quarterbacks on consecutive weeks to make a Super Bowl. What do you want? Do you want to win games or do you want to win championships? Because yeah. the chances of winning a championship are, is what, what I want as a head coach. It, it, no, no, look, it, it, I mean, what we have done here is set up a really, really complicated decision um, that, that this team has to make and any team that desperately wants a quarterback because everyone in this circumstance would rather have Aaron Rodgers than Derek Carr. The question is you'd rather have Derek Carr than be left with, with no one sitting in your seat. So how do you handle it? Jeff, go ahead. But that's exactly what I was going to say. As much as we're trying to make this about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and it should be, it doesn't mean that there won't eventually be a door number three. Say, for instance, Ryan Tannehill winds up on the trade market to the Jets. I just, I wonder what you're thinking about that, but yeah. would they go after someone like that? Lamar Jackson, could he become available? Do they go after someone like that? There is often a door number three. That could, I don't think that the Jets want to rely on that, but it is possible. And Jimmy Garoppolo, isn't he behind one of those doors, too? There's, there's a Jimmy Garoppolo yes. door out there, and there is history between him and the Jets head coach. So, look, th this is going to be the most fascinating thing in the world to watch because, Teddy, to your point, look, I'm a 1,000% on your side. I'm no, no fan wouldn't be on your side. But you are dealing in the most unpredictable personality probably in the entire sport, right? I mean, is there anyone that you can, you can less predict what they might do next than Aaron Rodgers? That's the problem. Real quick, go ahead. I agree. That's not in year one, but that's also year two. If you're giving up the 13th pick, you want to know at least you have two years of that. If, if there even is a year two. In the meantime, Stephen A. has weighed in on our buddy Mike Tannenbaum, and I think this is exciting. He Earlier, uh, we played him accusing Mike Tannenbaum of talking around things. Uh, Stephen A. is watching the show this morning, as always. And, Mike, he says, I'm listening to you on Get Up. I'm so proud 
You were clear and definitive on that Daniel Jones point. Way to go. Hey, ESPN, don't let that man get away to the CIA or FBI. After all, we need him here. Stephen A. approves. I'm coachable. I got the sauce. There you go. All right. Very well played. Okay. Much, much more football as we go this morning on an enormous day. But. Have you been paying attention to what the Boston Bruins are doing? They continue to be on pace for the best record in the history of the NHL, and they were chasing that on the ice last night, taking on the Senators. Five minutes left in the first period, scoreless, and then scoreless no more. Watch Brad Marchand into the zone. Jake DeBrusque working hard in front, and he finds the back of the net. Bruins up 1-0. They're 28-0-3 this year when they score first. Three minutes left in the second, tied at one now. Bruins. Winning a faceoff in the offensive zone. Charlie McAvoy, the fake, the spin. David Pasternak, his 40th of the year. Bruins retake the lead at 2-1. Eight minutes left in the third. Same score, McAvoy from his knees. Pasternak by himself. His 41st goal, he's one behind Connor McDavid for the league lead. McAvoy, three assists on the night. Bruins hold on to win it by a 3-1 score. So now Boston on pace for 62 wins. That would match the NHL single season record. They currently have nine more points than any other team this season. They're on pace to break the all-time points mark, which is held by the Canadians from back in 19. 77. So the chase for history in Boston continues. Meanwhile, as we continue, is Bryce Young just too small? How concerned should teams be about his size? We'll answer that question and more. Hey, Chicago, be listening. Next, get up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up and on this very big day in football. Let's play Teddy, Set, Go with Teddy Bruschi. Here's the first question for you, Teddy. You know, they call it the tush push, the way the Eagles score these touchdowns and get these first downs, pushing their quarterback over the line to gain. Should that be banned from the sport? 
Why are we trying to punish the best unit in the NFL, which is the Eagle offensive line and a quarterback that's tough and strong and that can run these perfectly? When Gardner Minshew tried to run this versus the Saints on fourth and one, a game which they lost, he couldn't get it. It's special because of its because it's Jalen Hurts and the offensive line. Don't take away because this is what the NFL is all about, getting that one yard. It's about strength. There's also strategy involved because they can go outside with this. So I love the play, Greeny. I just it, love it, it. It used to be outlaw. It used to be something you could not do. Uh, famously, the Bush push. Remember when Reggie Bush pushed Matt Leinart uh, for a, a touchdown legendarily? Now they do it effectively because it is legal. You don't think it's unfair to the defenders? You're out there trying to block one guy, and they got like five guys. You got like a thousand pounds worth of person pushing the quarterback. This is how defenses need to start to learn to, to counteract this. You need two hands from a linebacker on the butt cheeks of a defensive lineman now, and you got to push them right back. I mean, there are things you can do. There are things you can do to counteract this, and that's when you get the true butt scrum going, and that's what I want to see. This is a play that has a lot of strategy to it, and I think it should continue. Okay, so you got the tush on one side and the tush on the other, and we see who winds up uh, coming out on top. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the Bears have the number one pick in the draft, and there are really good quarterbacks to be taken, particularly Bryce Young. Should they be trading Justin Fields? You gotta see where Justin Fields can go with this. You gotta see if he can develop and that he's more than just a running quarterback, which I think with the proper development he could become. I mean, this is a guy that's, I mean, he's big, strong, fast, but he's got an arm also. Develop. Trust your coaching. See if he can become a franchise quarterback and also use his arm. Develop that a little bit more. Give him a shot. Well, so, so the guy, and I'm going to put these together, the guy that they would most likely do that for would be Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, who everyone knows is special, but there are so many concerns about his size. You play defense in the NFL a long time. Is he just too small? Listen, I, was, I don't want to say a player's too small. He can have success in, in this league, but what kind of success? I want to give you two examples of the two Super Bowl participant quarterbacks this year. Patrick Mahomes barely made it to the end with that ankle when that defensive lineman, I think from the Jaguars, just fell and almost snapped his leg off, okay? Jalen Hurts, one of the strongest, most physical quarterbacks, also suffered the injury to the collarbone. You barely make it towards the end. Does Bryce Young have the frame and the toughness to make it through the course of a playoff run? Because we're just not talking about a quarterback to be successful in games. I always go to where can he win you a championship after a regular season, after a preseason, and a long, all right, a long playoff run get you through the Super Bowl. Does he have the body that can get through that? Right now, I think that's what the Chicago Bears have to decide. Yeah, that, that's the big question. And, and so let me bring this out here because Darlington has some thoughts on this. But, Mike T., I'll start with you, and I'll give you the credit. When the Bears locked up the first pick in the draft, I will admit the notion that they would move on from Justin Fields and take a quarterback did not enter my mind at all. I thought, ooh, what a treasure trove of picks they're going to get to trade that pick away to someone who wants one. It was, you were the first person to put in my head the idea that maybe it goes the other way. Here we are, you know, two months removed from that or whatever it has been. If you were sitting in that seat right now, 
Would you trade away Justin Fields and take Bryce Young number one? Yes, 100%. Bryce Young, to me, will be the much better quarterback long term, taking nothing away from Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields will be a solid BB plus. But this guy right here, Greeny, I think he has a chance to be an A. He is small. I just spent time with him out at the Super Bowl. There's no, no getting around it. He is small, but I think he's special, and I give Todd McShay the credit. He was the first one to mention Steph Curry, someone who's undersized but historically great. I think he has short area quickness, lower body flexibility to sort of minimize that. And to Teddy's point, Greeny, 68 quarterbacks this year started a game. So they came in all shapes and sizes in terms of quarterback injuries, including guys like Dak Prescott. So you need a number two guy regardless of who you're starting. Understood. But, I mean, you used a very specific phrase there. They do not come in this size uh, particularly often. I mean, he is – he don't, don't get uh, Bryce Young. Look, I want nothing but for the kid to have enormous success. I hate to be the one sitting up here voicing this concern. But don't get him confused with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is not small. He's merely short. Uh, Bryce Young, is, uh, his frame is much smaller, and, and so that is of concern. Jeff, as you talk to people – uh, about Bryce Young, and in particular about Fields. I mean, let's live in that world for a minute. Just the idea that the Bears might take this guy who showed so much potential um, in a world where Jalen Hurts right. just took this massive step a year ago and move on. What are you hearing, Jeff? Yes, yes. I, I think the idea that the Bears would contemplate this is different than the idea of them actually doing it. And that's an important distinction right now. They've got time to figure this out, but they do need to do the math on it. They need to figure out exactly what that number one overall pick is worth. If they can get the Texans and the Colts both kind of leveraging each other to try to move up to that number one spot, then all of a sudden you're getting a haul. But if you lose one or both of those teams and they decide they're not going to do it, suddenly you have to decide maybe this pick is worth us just taking the player. And then you've got to figure out what Justin Fields is worth. Now, I'm not saying they ultimately do it. I think that the number one overall pick will have the value that they want. I just think it's something that they're really going to have to consider in the coming months. T Teddy, I want to bring up two names here. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are two players who came into the league with a particular set of skills, and then we saw just massive development in both of their games to where they are now elite NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Fields, from what you've seen of him, if they put a, a, an NFL offensive line in front of him, which he did not have last year, if they put NFL skill position players around him, which he did not have last year, could you see him as a player who makes that kind of jump in his career? The, the biggest jump a quarterback can take is going to happen if you have an offensive line in front of him. This guy was running for his life, okay, last last year mm -hmm. all the time. And that's why, you know, the impressive numbers of, I think it was seven yards a carry. You don't want those numbers for your quarterback mm -hmm. that he's taking off and running all the time. you got to give this guy a chance to see what he is with an offensive line ahead of him. And those two quarterbacks you mentioned, right, the physical specimens of Jalen Hurts and and Josh Allen. Each of them also, I mean, Allen's elbow, all right, you saw the hit he took up on the arm. He dealt with something. Hurts dealt with something. There is always something to where toughness and durability at the quarterback position is so important. You bring in a player that's slightly framed. Now, we're not just not talking about a number, a second round pick or a third round pick. This is number one overall. Number one overall, yeah. and you're bringing a kid in that possibly, I don't know, this is 17, eight, well, it's 18 weeks, 17 games, and then the playoffs. It, it has to be thought about, about the durability of the most important position you have on your team. Look, I mean, here's the thing that, that 
I'm not suggesting that Justin Fields is going to wind up being a better player than Jalen Hurts. But what I can tell you is he was a better prospect. He was a better prospect every, every minute of his college career. Uh, going back, and no one knows that better than you do. You scout these guys, uh, Mike, from the time that they're in high school. I mean, if Justin Fields winds up being a better player than Jalen Hurts, that wouldn't be an upset. Right. But here's the concern about Justin Fields. 140 over the last two years, interceptions, fumbles, and sacks. That is the most in the yeah, NFL, and he only played in 27 games. But so. he's on the worst team in the sport. I he's on a team. He's on. He's yes. on the least talented team in the entire sport. And those numbers will get better. I agree with all that. But when you're saying compared to a guy like Bryce Young, their ceilings to me are apples and oranges. One's going to be a B. Bryce Young has a chance to be an A. All right, but my, Jeff Darlington, go ahead. I, I just don't know how in one breath we can talk about the offensive line being so bad that it can't even protect Justin Fields and the idea that a much slighter person in Bryce Young could obviously get this similar or better protection. It, it just feels very vulnerable to me. Yeah, no, no. All of these things. Look, we talked earlier about how the Jets have a really complicated decision to make. The Bears have a really yeah. complicated decision to make, and it'll be fascinating to see what they wind up doing. Meanwhile, uh, Teddy Bruschi, awesome today. Thank you. Marcus is coming in, coming up next. Always a pleasure, Teddy. Anytime we get to spend any time with you. Meanwhile, Thanks, week guys. two of the XFL season Great show, begins. Thursday. Awesome. Uh, week two, XFL. Thursday night, Battle Hawks taking on the Sea Dragons, and then continues Saturday, the D.C. Defenders, the Vegas Vipers, both games on FX. Sunday, the Brahmas and the Guardians are on ESPN 4 Eastern. The Renegades and the Roughnecks are on ESPN 2 at 7 Eastern. All four games are also available on ESPN+. Plus. All right, coming up as we continue on this enormous day in the NFL. We've been talking about it for a year. Today it could finally happen for Lamar and Baltimore. We tell you what it means, and the big swagoo joins the party next. 